0: of a feather a is that not what, not what they say
4: on the contrary Mr. Mormon there's a great deal to see.
1: Uh, I see
4: another one of their gimmicks
1: they are quite them. Yeah, I, I prefer the term psychopanesia
0: white wigs are so, 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 white pejorative. So, so, so pejorative
2: This voice is just fitting I belong to neither the physical nor the spectral, and yet I am beholden to both. I imagine you might know something about that. There's nothing
0: to see in the blackness, my dear. Just all black. That it wasn't me, or your employers, I think or you even need your, to your power, you that made you what you, you are. are. You are that you are nothing less than the man you chose to become.
2: Maybe, maybe you're right. I believe I owe you something. Bow, horn, key, the whole horned King of the Venmo. No,
3: no, no, no. I can't. Millie, don't ask me to.
0: When did you know you were evil,
4: Genevieve? When I was a kid, No, kind of I eight, can't. five or six. No. Millie, I can't. I didn't care. I was even embarrassed by the idea that Billy. I was to be. I'm sorry. I
0: see you, Felix. 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 Ah. Uh, uh. It, it's okay, Felix. Uh, calm down. It's it it's it, it, it's it's just information. Just 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 data streaming into your head. Uh, 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 uh.
4: As equity investors scurried to the sidelines after several tech companies slashed their outlooks, five worries about a
0: stalled economy and closed the business yesterday.
1: Felix, you're up already. I thought for sure after all that food you ate last night, you'd be in a coma. My god, where do you put it all? You're a beanpole.
0: Morning, Vance. Uh, hollow leg, I guess.
1: Must be. Anyways, Helenia sent me up to tell you we're leaving in about half an hour. Best get going. You know how she is.
0: Right, right. Uh, got, gotta be on time. Focus. I'll, I'll be sure to be ready.
1: See you in a bit
0: got to got to get ready got to focus no peripheral pleasantries or attenuated attention can't can't fuck this one up can't can't be like the other times got to got to be reliable reliable
1: Good morning, Gretchen. I was just curious if you needed any help with anything.
2: Thank you for the offer, Mr. Salloway, but I'm quite capable of loading my
1: own stuff into the van. It's it's just vans, Gretchen. You don't need to use my last name all the time. I think we know each other well enough now where you can call me by my first name.
2: On the contrary, Mr. Salloway, I don't believe we know each other at all. I know very little about you beyond your name and capabilities, and you certainly know nothing about me. However, if you prefer a Vance to Mr. Salowin, I will happily address you as such. But let's not fool ourselves into a false sense of familiarity. We are all strangers, whether we prefer to admit it or not.
1: Um, okay. Well, well maybe we can change that. I, I certainly wouldn't mind getting to know you better.
2: That's where you're wrong, Mr. Uh, Vance. You most certainly would mind. You just don't know it yet. And although it is inevitable we do become better acquainted... I see no reason to expedite the process.
1: Um, okay. Is that all? Uh, yes.
2: Excellent. I will be ready by the expected time. Thank you again for the offer.
0: That one is quite elusive, isn't she?
1: A tough nut to crack, as the saying goes. She just wants a space, Mr. Mum. Nothing wrong with that. Mr. Mum? Come now, Vance. I thought we were past formalities.
0: Or have I not reached the level of familiarity with you as our dear Gretchen has, or the rest of the team for that matter?
1: Of of course not, mister. I mean, Marvin. I'd, I'd be happy to know you better as well. Oh, I look forward to it, Vance. I look forward
0: to getting to know all of you. Why, I already feel like I'm part of the
1: family. I'm... I'm happy to hear that,
0: Marvin. Now, if you'll excuse me, I do not wish to invite the ire of Miss Vespertine. Her and I are still getting to know one another.
1: (laughs) Christ.
4: Vance, can you help me with this?
1: Sure, I'll be right there. What can I help with, Helena?
4: What were you and Joe Black talking about over there? Um... You know lying to me isn't going to work, right? Just tell me.
1: We were discussing Gretchen's um, aloofness and my penchant for informal labels.
4: You do like to get familiar, Vance. But I suppose that's part of your charm. As for Gretchen, I'd give that one time to come out of her shell. Seems she's still got some issues to work out. Of course, of course. Where's Felix? You did go up to see him, didn't you?
1: Yes, he was.
0: I'm right here, uh, on time and ready. No, no distractions or time-consuming tangents. Just just an affixed, attentive, and alert Felix.
4: Oh, that's... that's good to hear, Felix.
0: Yes, uh, y- y- yes it is. Yes it is.
4: Vance, is Felix okay? I mean, we all know he's not okay, but he's a bit more wound up than usual. He seemed fine this morning,
1: a little erratic, but from what I can tell, that's normal for him.
4: Well, I suppose. We've all only known each other for a few weeks. I suppose I'm not yet familiar with his routine. <laughs> if he has one, that is. Well, I
1: can't imagine it's easy having a device in your head feeding you information from a kind of... Darkness fed internet, or whatever it is. I'm not quite sure I understand it. I just know it's the only thing that keeps him from going completely mad.
4: Ah, poor
2: thing. We are all damned, Miss Vaspertine. But if there's one thing the curse detests more than anything else, it is pity.
4: Well, aren't you a ball of sunshine in the morning? She's quite right, you know. Pity
0: is just sought in the wound of the foredoomed. We do so detest it.
4: Well, if it's any consolation, Mum, I haven't an ounce of it for you. Contempt, however, I have by the gallon.
0: (laughs) How I do enjoy that wit of yours, that spitfire spirit. Contrary to what you might think, your open disdain for me is quite endearing.
4: Huh? Perhaps from now on I'll silently loathe you i wouldn't want to get on your right side
1: perhaps we can move forward and get going everyone seems to be ready who's driving if no one minds i would delight in driving it's an activity
0: i
4: find relaxing you ain't fucking driving Mm. why ever not because there's a reason they put the brand on you mr mum and to be quite frank I don't trust you with our lives when we're all in a several-ton tin can going 70-plus miles per hour.
1: Come now, Helena. He is part of our team. We should treat him as such.
4: No, Vance. It's too dangerous.
1: It seems our dear Miss
0: Vaspertine is not in favor of a democracy. It's no surprise, of course. She's used to a more theocratic, authoritarian approach. <laughs> It seems you can take the girl out of the one church, but you can't take the one church out of the girl.
2: (laughs) I see no problem with Mr Mum driving. It's an innocuous enough activity. And as you've said yourself, the brand will keep him in
4: check. Mr Mum? Yes? Do you intend to harm any of us in any way while you're driving?
0: (laughs) Clever girl. But I'm afraid you won't be getting the answer you're looking for, for I do not have any intention of harming any of you while I drive.
4: I'll be sitting in the back. Vance, Gretchen, you're welcome to the front passenger seat, since you're both so smitten with our resident mass murderer.
0: Always a pleasure, Miss Vespertine.
4: Oh, likewise, Mr. Mum. Likewise.
1: have got a practical question. If this Dorse's palace is so big, how exactly are we going to interact with it? The keys themselves must be gigantic. Uh, g- give me a second.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. While Dorsey's palace is approximately 35 to 40 feet tall, special scaffolding was constructed to reach those parts of the pipe organ needed for testing, namely the keys and composition book. Given the keys are much too large to play traditionally, this obstacle was circumnavigated by constructing and utilizing a larger robotic surrogate that virtually interfaces with the player, who then interacts with a smaller virtual replica of the pipe organ that controls the aforementioned surrogate. Page 4, paragraph 3 of William S. Donner's report on June 17, 2002. Jesus, Felix.
1: Where did you get that information?
0: I, I, I plucked it from the digital ether, opened up files floating in the effluvium of venting and informational discorded. It, it, it wants to be known. Board a bullet train on the rails of our Exxon's mans. Neurotransmit from the dendritic radio towers in our head. Broadcast dopamine data dumps. I, I, I pull it together, Felix. Pull it, pull it together. I, I pulled it from the Jason Society's research archives.
4: Well, I certainly hope they left the equipment there, or this is going to be a brief investigation. Though, I imagine things might not work so well if they've been sitting there for twenty-three years.
1: I'm curious why they want us to investigate this obscure mint particular. After all, it's been untouched for twenty-one years and doesn't seem to be harming anyone. The Tower of Teeth, on the other hand, causes at least one or two people every year to become feral and insatiable, despite what the mainstream media claims. Why are we investigating something like that? right. We're, we're just
0: puppets. Our, our, our strings hanging from the finessing fingers of macinating marionette makers. Do, do what you're told. Be good soldiers. Good dogs. Do your tricks and get a biscuit and a pat on the head. M- meanwhile, they're crop dusting the world with Ajax and Agent Orange secretly hoarding, harnessing and hoarding out the dark powers of the Obscurum.
1: As rambling as that was, Felix, I do believe I get the sentiment, if not the entire meaning. It just seems a bit odd that we've been tasked with investigating a dormant Obscurum when there are so many others potentially causing harm.
4: I'm sure they have their reasons, Vance. We are a branch of the Jason Society, after all. And they, first and foremost, are interested in knowledge. They are not exactly a group that cares much about applied research, if you get my meaning. Valid point.
0: I can see that you're not terribly interested in the ongoing conversation, Miss Arlo. Might I interest you in another?
2: I'm not interested in having any conversation, Mr. Mum. But I have a feeling my interests mean very little to you.
0: On the contrary, I'm quite curious about your interests. In fact, I'm quite curious about you.
2: Your curiosity is simply an extension of your deviousness, Mr Mum, a necessary advancement of your natural inclination toward mischief. Your interest, if that's what you wish to call it, is but a veiled, built-in, reflexive need to gather leverage so that you might use it later for some dark purpose. I don't blame you for it, of course. It is your nature, and that is why it is not worth a conversation. There is nothing in it for me.
0: <laughs> An astute observation, Miss Harlow. Diablery is in my DNA, if not at the core of my being. But while I am indeed the distillation of one man's corruption, are you any more or less a distillation than I? Is anyone else for that matter? Are we all not the conveyance of our progenitors' worst natures? Certainly you would try to make the distinction that you and the others are beneficiaries of both good and bad attributes, while I am exclusively the recipient of the latter. But I ask you, my dear, when you look at the state of the world, which of those natures do you think humanity caters to embraces? hmm? Good is merely the window dressing to the haunted house it's hung in. In that sense, I am simply the truth of the human condition, unburdened by the pretense of wishing I were otherwise. So I politely disagree with you. I believe there is much for you to gain in our exchange.
2: An interesting approach, Mr. Mum. But I believe it may be you now who is hiding behind the window dressing. You see, if I and the others didn't already understand the malevolent nature of humanity, we would not be compelled as we are to suppress it. Yours is the argument of a colourful snake beckoning others to touch it. The only result is drawing back a handful of venom. As for your offer to see raw evil versus evil veiled by our conditioned morality, the difference is quantitative rather than qualitative. There's simply more of it. And so, if that is all you have to offer, I'm afraid I must still decline.
0: <laughs> Miss Harlow, you are indeed a rock. Despite your less, tangible aspects. I do look forward to working with you in cracking that stubborn shell of yours. I can't wait to see what's inside.
2: You're in for quite the wait
4: then, Mr. Mum.
0: You know what they say about all good things.
4: Take a left here, Mum. The motel will be on the right.
0: Here we are. The Black Stallion Inn. And look,
4: everyone's safe and sound. You're pushing it, Mum. Huh.
1: This is quite a step up from the last place.
4: I'll run inside and get our keys. We don't need another asshole giving us the third degree.
1: Does anyone have any idea how far away the Obscurum site is from here?
0: 32.6 miles due west.
1: Interesting. Your GPS as well. Uh,
0: only when it comes to dark things like, like Obscurum. I, I couldn't tell you where the local McDonald's is, though.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The world ends, yet the golden arches remain.
4: Okay, got the keys. Mum, our lodge is at the end of this road. It'll take about five minutes to get there. We also received a package. The innkeeper said it came five minutes before we arrived.
1: Of course it did. What's in it?
4: Let's take a look, shall we? Huh. Looks like our IDs as members of the... Obscurum Identification and Retrieval Program. Huh, I guess that sounds less ominous than the obscuary. Oh, there's also a whistle? There's a little note attached to it. Blow when you wish to send a message. Oh, Jesus. The rest of it looks like legal documents and authorizations we'll need to provide in order to prove we are who we say we are and can do what we say we can do. Oh, there's also a letter. Dear friends, I hope you're enjoying Montana. Isn't the fresh air something? And that view? One could almost forget the Great Darkness ever happened with scenery like that. But, of course, the Great Darkness did happen, and so I have enclosed your ID badges and all the documentation you will need to conduct your investigations as members of the OIRP. The name, I think, does have a nice ring to it. I hope you enjoy it as well. Ta.
1: That sounds about right. Here we are. Well, this is more like it. I've always enjoyed places like this, away from all the hustle and bustle of the city.
4: You'll say that until a bear comes strolling up, wanting more than just a picnic basket.
1: Bears? There. There aren't any bears here, are there?
4: Are you kidding me, Vance? This is grizzly country. They're all over the goddamn place. A swipe from one of them will knock your head clean off. Why, oh I'll
1: I'll be inside preparing dinner. Dinner is almost ready. I hope you all like steak. I've made my famous steak au poivre soup. It's the best you'll ever have.
4: Smells delicious. Looks like we get a biopsychometrist and a chef all in one. Uh, if, if you don't mind me asking, Vance, why are you wearing gloves? I mean, I know you have a proclivity for wearing them, but but while cooking, I don't think any of us are afraid of your hands being dirty.
1: Uh, Yes, that. Well, when handling meat, I tend to get um, glimpses of the uh, animal's death. Which, by the way, isn't always as human as they claim. I, of course, get it when I eat the meat, of course, but I prefer to cook in peace. Is that horrible of me?
4: We all selectively tune things out, Vance. It's just human nature. Do you think I always want the truth? There have been times in my life where I purposely didn't ask certain questions because I didn't want the answers. That surprises
1: me, Helena. I didn't picture you as someone who shied away from anything. If I might ask, what kinds of things have you purposely avoided?
4: Uh, I'd rather not.
1: Oh, my, Helena, I'm, I'm so sorry. That, that was terribly rude of me. Please forgive me.
4: No apologies needed, Vance. I just try to live in the present is all of course of course is dinner ready
1: i'm starving right on time my boy Marvin, would you care to join us? There's plenty to go around. It does smell quite enticing, but I'm afraid my
0: dietary needs are a bit different. Luckily, I believe I can find what I need nearby. I do appreciate the invitation, however.
4: Does your appetite involve harming someone?
0: I must say, Miss Vespertine, your suspicion of me is inexhaustible. A feature I'm quite sure would become handy in our work. But to answer your question, no, I am not required to harm anybody. Just forage a bit. Though saprophytes and hungry wolves may take issue with my plundering. Have you any more questions, Miss Vespertine?
4: None that I want the answers to.
0: Very Well, if you've no more inquiries, I'll be on my way. As always, lovely chatting with you.
4: That one's just a problem waiting to happen. Mark my words.
1: Gretchen, would you like to join us for dinner? I've made my special steak au poivre soup. I promise you'll love it.
2: I don't doubt the quality of your soup, Vance. I'm sure it's quite delicious, but I'm afraid my sources of sustenance are rather
4: unconventional. Another one? What do you mean, Miss Vespertine? Oh, nothing. It's just Mum said the same thing and is now out stalking the woods for food.
2: Some of us were not blessed with the traditional nature, Miss Vespertine.
4: I would hope a group like this
2: would understand that.
4: I'm sorry, Gretchen. I didn't mean it that way.
2: If there's one thing I've learned about you is that you always say what you mean. It's one of your most positive qualities. Don't apologize for it now. I'll be in my room if anyone needs me. Good night.
1: Good night. Good night.
0: Hello.
2: It took you long enough to speak to me. I've sensed you ever since we arrived.
0: I... I wasn't sure. Wasn't sure.
2: But I am. I'm afraid that places you with the vast majority of people, including myself. But that's not what you wanted to ask me about, is it?
0: No. No, no, not really.
2: You want to know why you're here? What happened to you? Why this happened? How how did... how did you know? When stripped of everything we used to be, it's only the who's, what's, and why's that continue to plague us.
0: I've been travelling around for so long. Sometimes I sleep or disappear or... I don't know. Then I wake up in these woods, wandering.
2: What's the last thing you remember?
0: My wife and I had rented a cabin and were out on a picnic. We'd just gotten married only a few months earlier. She looked so beautiful. Then, the strangest thing the sky the land everything became black and there was the sound a terrible music almost and then, and then i don't remember anything after just snippets of terrible things things that things that can't be real
2: uh, it was all real i would surmise you perished in the great darkness of 1999 I've noticed that despite being dead, spirits cannot recall the great darkness any more than the living. A mercy, perhaps. You should count yourself lucky. Countless other souls were... Well, they haven't your freedom.
0: But What What happened to my wife? My family?
2: I cannot speak to that, I'm afraid.
0: Well, what should I do? You're the only person I've been able to communicate with in all this time. Though I, I haven't a great grasp of time things seem to fade in and out. I... I seem to fade in and out.
2: There's no simple answer.
0: But... but what about you? I, I can tell you're something different. You're... you're somehow in tune with death, and... and yet, somehow, you're outside of it. How come you're not like me? Dead?
2: Perhaps that's because I was never alive, to begin with.
0: Obscuary is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Stephen Anselone. It was performed by Kelly Bear and Stephen Anselone. Editing was done by Walker Kornfeld, and audio production was done by Stephen Anselone. Be sure to check us out at Maltopia.com. Also, be sure to follow us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply type in M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A, if you like the show, please rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you prefer. And to further support us and gain access to exclusive art, stories, and podcasts, check us out at Patreon at www.patreon forward slash Meltopia.
3: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well?